Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Thursday morning. Wow, can't believe that it's been a week since the last Stat Geek. A lot's happened. A lot's happened. It seems like any other time the weeks just fly by. But from last Thursday to this Thursday, when the entire 2022 NFL draft, the the uh, undrafted free agents, the Steelers signing another uh, free agent safety. Man, there's just been so much that it's just, woo. Seems like it's been more than a week. I'll just tell you that. But uh, that is our biggest weekend at Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, both at the website, uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and, of course, through the podcasts. I don't know if you listened to any of them, but I, I'd i had seven breaking news podcasts. I was the one who came at you uh, with those right after each pick was made in case you were looking for uh, the podcast to get your news. So that's what we did. We had the roundtable discussions. Um, we had the, the, the day wrap-ups. That was myself, Jeff Hartman, and Brian Anthony Davis. Lots of good stuff. Even though the draft is over, if you're really interested in, in, in those things, you can still go back and listen to them. They're, they're just some nice, good stuff. I also really enjoyed it this year because, all right, now this is my own show uh, that's just me, so now I can really pat myself on the back. I, I, I came up with an idea. I'm like, I don't want to sit around and – 
sit in front of the computer and watch the draft all by myself. I'd rather be able, like, like when after I, I finish up with a Steelers preview show, uh, where Jeff and Brian and I just catch up a little bit. It would be really nice to just kind of watch the draft with those guys. We even thought about getting together at a local Permani Brothers. Yes, there is one in Maryland, and we happen to be not too far from it. Um, but there was just so much work to do. There was no way we could have recorded a breaking news podcast, things of that nature. So I came up with a great idea. I'm like, why don't we just, you know, get together on a Zoom call or something like that? Um, we could even record it if we wanted to, just to see if there's anything good there. And I was the one who suggested to Jeff, I'm like, Hey, just why don't you use that as your Friday afternoon segment on, on afternoon, sorry, your Friday second half segment of let's ride. That's what I was trying to say after the break, um, of just kind of giving a reaction to it, which was really funny because Jeff came at it from a, from a editor of the website standpoint if you didn't catch last friday's let's ride go check it out because jeff's like not kenny pickett not kenny pickett and as, as soon as jeff says that that's exactly who i want um just to give some an overview of the draft mainly the first round of the draft before i dive into this topic because man did this topic get away from me but just when it comes to the first draft i've said it a hundred times you're probably tired of me saying it but i wanted the draft to come to the steelers in a certain way I either wanted it to come to them in a way where quarterback was off the table and they obviously needed to go somewhere else or come to them in a way where what they wanted was right there. The way the draft fell to them, who they wanted was right there if you wanted the quarterback. Um, if you didn't want the quarterback, that's not the way the draft fell for the Steelers. But that that's it's not even like there was a big-name person that continued to fall that I thought made more sense. I know there was times that I said, you know, someone like a Devontae Wyatt could be a, a decent pick for the Steelers at 20. Didn't know how they really felt about um, the off-field issues from two years prior. That could have had them off their board anyway. I don't know. I don't see their board. But a player, you know, of that caliber, I could see if the quarterback situation didn't go right, other things didn't fall right, something like that. That's not the way it fell out, where that wasn't the wise pick for the Steelers to make there. They had a better option. You know, last year, I, I had said the same thing. Oh, if it doesn't fall right for the running backs, maybe the Steelers take this player. That player didn't go into the second round. It didn't even go until after the Steelers picked in the second round, where I had even, you know, thrown out the notion of, of Creed Humphrey, if that's someone that the Steelers really liked, which obviously they didn't like enough to even take in the second round. Um, whether they were right or not, we will see. But Overall, I felt that the draft fell that way. Now, if you're looking at my instant reactions to the to the players in the draft, I'm just excited to know who the new players are for the Steelers. I'm not the kind of person that's going to go buku excited about each pick because, frankly, I can't because of my philosophy of the draft going into it. And my philosophy of the draft is I'm not falling in love with anyone until they're a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to be the, the guy that gives you the reaction, like if you saw the reaction of a bunch of the, oh, I don't know how old they were, probably 10-year-old, 12-year-old kids. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're eight-year-olds old. I, it's hard to tell. That went nuts whenever the whenever it was the selection of, of Kenny Pickett. I, I know Andrew Filipponi, um had a video of him out there going crazy with the selection. I got to see a video that I'm not putting out there, I'm not calling out, of, of Andrew Wilbar hoping to have the same reaction of the Steelers uh, picking Malik Willis. And when it didn't happen, you saw it from the other perspective. This 
is why I don't fall in love with picks. Not because of the, the, the kids getting excited, but because of the Andrew reaction. Those things. I don't want to fall in love with someone that then isn't part of the Steelers. You're setting yourself up for for that that big breakup in your life. You know, you, you, you invest a, you know, a year and a half into a relationship, and it's obvious that things aren't going where they need to be going, but yet the familiarity, you just don't want to let go. And then all of a sudden, you've just got that nasty breakup, and, you've, and you don't – just the way that, that goes down, that's not what I want to have with anybody in the draft. So I don't get overexcited when a pick happens because – I haven't fallen in love with any prospect. I haven't. I was still trying to, you know, I didn't fall in love with Kenny Pickett before the Steelers picked him. I was even, you know, to some people who really, really wanted him, I was talking about reasons why the Steelers might not take him. One of which would was availability. For those that, you know, were down on the Kenny Pickett, I was like, don't rule out the Steelers being interested in Pickett just because you haven't heard about it. I said that as well. So I'm spending some time, first of all, talking about the Steelers' first-round pick. Second of all, we're talking quarterbacks today. We're talking quarterbacks, and of course, because it's right after the draft, I still have to throw my thoughts out there just because it's what I do. I had a number of topics we were going to talk about today, and then as I dove down the rabbit hole, they started to to refine themselves a little bit more. And because I was going to look at two separate topics – one of them, I, I had an overlap topic of it in the middle. I'm actually going to talk about the overlap talk, topic a little bit, but I'm explaining this so it all makes sense when the show comes down to it. There was a chance I was going to be looking specifically at schools that the Steelers have drafted. That's something I'm going to look at in the future because as as things came down, I was like, I can't keep that show under a reasonable amount of time. So that got, kind of got pushed back. But the other topic we talk about is the Steelers drafting quarterbacks. And I had a nice little blend in there of talking about the quarterbacks, the schools that the Steelers have drafted. I'm still going to talk about that because it was some good stuff. But the but the question I'm ultimately going to get to, and we might not, I'm, you know, it's going to be both halves of the show. So I'm really going to get to it even more in the second half. And it comes from um, on Twitter. It was from Mark Payne. He said, how many times has the team selected two quarterbacks in the same draft? How many times did both make the roster um, of the team that drafted them? Great question. Lots of info on it. And I'll, I'll get into exactly how I break that down more in the second half of the show. Because what I want to talk about is what about when the Steelers have drafted more than one quarterback in a draft? Has that happened? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And it happened for the Steelers where they drafted two quarterbacks in 1968. Now, if you think back and know your Steelers history, 1968, they drafted two quarterbacks. What else did they do? They also drafted a quarterback in 1969 in Terry Hanratty. Then they also drafted a quarterback first overall. First overall. The Steelers actually having the first pick of the draft in Terry Bradshaw in 1970. So they took those two quarterbacks. Needless to say, they didn't work out very well. But here's who they were. Okay, now I have to actually try to read my writing, so I'll work on that because I had to write this all down. I couldn't just leave it up on the computer. Uh, they drafted Danny Holman is what I have written down. Hopefully I read that name proper. This is great for you all. If you love me, butcher names. This is going to be uh, a perfect show for that. Um, he was drafted in round eight. He was picked number 201 overall, and he was from San Jose State. 
Then in round 11, the Steelers drafted Kim King um, in pick 282 out of Georgia Tech. So two quarterbacks, both drafted in 1968. Now, they were round eight and round 11, but they weren't, you know, 201, 282. There's no 282 in, in this draft. Um, but that, that's where they were. But here's the thing about those two quarterbacks. Neither one of them, not only did they not play a game for the Steelers, they never played a game in the NFL. So that's just what happened. Um, but that, that was common with later round draft picks uh, back then. Some, some players... For all I know, they weren't even interested in playing the NFL, but they were drafted. But uh, I don't know too much about that, but I can tell you that neither player played in a game. So you're like, wow, the Steelers actually took two quarterbacks in a draft before that. And they had even previous. But I'm going to rewind it a little bit more. I'm going to go back two years prior to 1968. And I'm going to talk about the Steelers' 1966 draft, where they drafted four quarterbacks. You heard me. Four quarterbacks in 1966. Okay. Um, this is who they had. Now, here, uh, disclaimer. They did not draft a quarterback until round 13. 13. Now, remember, this is also before the merger. So, so round 13 was actually in 1966, that was pick 188, which is ironic because, you know, in 1968, round 11 was 260, or sorry, 282, but I digress. Let's, let's go back to it. So they drafted Benji Dial out of East New Mexico in round 13 at pick 188. The Steelers also drafted Mike Br Brundage, almost messed that up, um, in round 17 with pick 248 out of Oregon. The Steelers also drafted Ken Lucas in round 18, pick 263, out of Pittsburgh. And they drafted Dave Nielsen in round 19 in pick 278 out of Albion, if I said that correct. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Uh, here's another thing about those four quarterbacks. Three of them never played, never appeared in a game in the NFL. The only one who did was 13th round pick Benji Dial. He appeared in one game. He was one for three passing for five yards. But he did not appear in a game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The, when he appeared in a game, it was in 1967 for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's interesting when you look at the Steelers having quarterbacks um, drafting more than two. So I wanted to do some specifically to the Steelers. But then what got me going a little bit down the rabbit hole was I'm like, oh, wow, 1966, Pittsburgh. What did the Steelers draft in 2022? A quarterback out of Pittsburgh. Ooh, let's see the schools that the Steelers drafted quarterbacks out of. Because I was going to be looking at the schools question, I'm like, let's combine it and do quarterbacks. Wow, I got enough information here to, to – between this and looking at um, quarterbacks, you know, where teams draft more than one in, in a draft, that it was going to fill up the whole show. So we'll have to address that other one. I don't know if it's next week um, or or some other time, but we'll look at it. But if you want to look at the number at the, at the school in which the Pittsburgh Steelers have drafted the most quarterbacks all time, this is going back to 1938. Now, this is according to Pro Football Reference. They had to be listed as a quarterback by 
by them in order for them to come up. Because if you come up and say, oh, hey, look, here was a this player was drafted and they ended up playing some quarterback too, but they might have been lifted, listed as a halfback. I, I can't help that. All I can do is go by what who they had listed as quarterback. All right? The school that has the most would be the University of Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers have drafted Pitt quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett is the sixth quarterback taken by the Pittsburgh Steelers out of the University of Pittsburgh. Now, to put that in perspective, okay, I got to slow it down or if I go too fast, I messed the name up. Chris Oladokun, who the Steelers selected in the seventh round, according to Pro Football Reference, is the 50th quarterback selected by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL draft all time. So now this is players that were listed as quarterbacks going into the draft. That's the best I can say. So he, so six out of 50 are from Pitt. There are no other colleges that the Steelers have drafted more than two quarterbacks out of the same college. You know, obviously not in the same year, but, but just throughout from 1938 until through 2022. So six pit quarterbacks. Who were they? They were Pete Neft in 1956. He was in round 23, pick 268. You have Corny. No, that's right. Corny. Sa- I, I'm going to mess this up. Salvatera. I'm pretty sure I got that right now. Salvatera in 1957. He was in round 17, pick 199. Then there was Ken Lucas, already mentioned in 1966, round 18, um, pick 263. Then you have Rick. <laughs> See, I got to pause. Tricano. There, I got it. Rick Tricano. I should should know that. This was at least in my lifetime. I was just too young to remember. This was in 1981. He was in round 11, pick 292. Okay. Then there was Alex Van Pelt, 1993, round 8, pick 216. Now, out of those six quarterbacks, now those are only five, and now we have Kenny Pickett, 2020, round 1, pick 20. So the highest round out of all of those, if you look at it, was round eight. The highest pick out of all of those was 199. And here's the thing. Out of those other five pit quarterbacks, none of them have taken a regular season snap for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Only two of them appeared in the NFL. Rick Tricano, he appeared um, in eight games with the Cleveland Browns. I think that was in 82. Um, perhaps uh, that's maybe 83. I'm not sure. I didn't get the year. But he appeared in eight games for Cleveland. He didn't play for Pittsburgh. Then and Alex Van Pelt, he played 31 games with 11 starts. All of those were in Buffalo. So the Steelers have drafted five previous quarterbacks out of Pitts. None of them have ever actually played a game for the Steelers in the regular season. You know, I'm not, I can't I can't say about preseason. So if Kenny Pickett plays in a regular season game for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he will be the first Pitt quarterback to do so, despite the Steelers drafting more Pitt quarterbacks than any other school in the franchise history. I think that's kind of neat. When we come back from this break, that's when I'm going to dive into the question of who else has drafted two quarterbacks. And I'm going to say it's going to be in recent years. I'll break it all down. And how many of them had both of them make the team? We will answer that one when we come back.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We are diving into this topic of the drafting two quarterbacks in the same draft by the same team. It's happened a number of times, but here's what I'm going to do. In order to make this really fit into the modern NFL, like make it applicable to the 2022 NFL draft, we can only go back to 1994. The reason we can only go back to 1994 is that is when they changed the draft and they stopped it at seven rounds. So prior to that, it was more rounds. Because of that, you could have more of a chance to draft a quarterback. So I just felt that 1994 was a great stopping point because, you know, I went through this team by team and what, and being able to filter it out to 94 and, and beyond really did help because I checked every NFL team, all 32 of them, um, to, to see what they had done. And that just made sense. So fo- I hope you follow me there, that, that it made sense to, to start with 1994 and, and go with that. Um, also, I will say that, that the Pittsburgh Steelers taking two quarterbacks in the same draft, it's kind of weird how this falls out. It's kind of up for debate whether it happened, whether it's the 11th time since 1994 or it's the 12th time since 1994. I'm going to tell you when we get there because there, there is a player that it's interesting. Like they didn't count Antoine Randall as a quarterback. They counted him as a wide receiver. There is a player for another team when he was drafted that was counted as a quarterback and he actually made the team, but it was a wide receiver. So we'll get there. So I don't know if you're going to count that one or not. That's why I say either 11th or 12th, but I will tell you this. It's the first time in 10 years that a team has taken two quarterbacks um, in the same draft, Uh, but it happened a lot in those first 19 years. So I could go at it team by team. I think I'd rather go year by year. Year by year. So we're going to start off. In 1994, there was a team that took two quarterbacks. Now, this team will appear twice on this list because you probably remember one of them. But this was the, at the time, it was the Washington Redskins, now the Washington, almost said football team. They're the commanders. Okay. But this was in Washington. Okay. In 1994, they used a first round pick and a seventh round pick. Hmm, That sounds familiar, where they drafted Heath Schuler in the first round and Gus Farratt in the, in the seventh round. Not only did both players make the team, both of them started games as rookies. Both of them had starts as rookies in 1994. So that's interesting. That's where we start off. And we'll get to them again later. Uh, I think you know what that one's going to be. In 1995, there was a team. Now, this one is interesting. This one makes sense. 
1995, the Carolina Panthers drafted two quarterbacks. They will also appear on this list twice. But appearing this time is interesting. This was their first year. This was their first draft. This was going into them playing their first ever game of the franchise. Kind of makes sense if they might need to draft two quarterbacks. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they didn't. Cleveland Browns, they didn't. The Houston Texans, when they came into the league, they did not draft two quarterbacks in their first year. They actually did in their second year. Um <laughs> just to put that out there, but we'll get to them. But for, but for Carolina in 1995, they had, it was round one and round six. They had Kerry Collins. They had Jerry Colquitt. Okay. Collins made the team and started Colquitt did not never, never appeared in an NFL game as far as, as far as I could find. So that was 95. Then it went a few years to 1999 when the Cincinnati Bengals drafted two quarterbacks. They once again drafted one in round one and round seven. So, you know, you can see a little bit of a theme going on here. They drafted Achilles Smith in round one and Scott Covington in round, seven, uh, in round seven. Both of them made the team. They both made the team. And Achilles Smith started four games his rookie year. But they did both make the team. Let's keep rolling on. In 2000, ironically, 2000, I got to say this because we also know of another quarterback that was drafted in the year 2000 that uh, everyone likes to compare themselves to, a certain quarterback in the sixth round. So I thought thought it was ironic there that in the year 2000, there was a team that drafted two, and no, it was not the Patriots. It was the San Francisco 49ers. They drafted a quarterback in round two and one in round seven. So they went two and seven. But what's interesting is their second round pick was Giovanni Kamazi. Is it Kamazi or Kamizi? I don't know. And the seventh round pick was Tim Rattay. Maybe you've heard of Tim Rattay. You know why? Because he actually played NFL games. Okay. Um, Karmazi, he didn't make the team. He did not make the team. He, I think he squared off against the Patriots in the Hall of Fame game that year to, in the preseason, and he was really bad. Um, never never made the 53-man roster, but Tim Rattay did and started games in the NFL. So, which is interesting there. So the seventh rounder made it. The second rounder did not. That's that's uh, an interesting one. In 2003, I already mentioned the Houston Texans. Not in 2002 when they started and then they drafted David Carr. But it was in 2003 they drafted two quarterbacks. One in round three. One in round six. And it was Dave Ragone and Drew Henson. You're like, wait, Drew Henson, that kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, it it, it should, because um, Ragone started three games throughout his, his rookie year, you know, filling in and whatnot. But when Henson played baseball, he ended up going and playing baseball. I think he played for the Yankees. He was a third baseman. But then he he had been playing baseball already. But then he retired, and Houston traded him to Dallas for 2004. So he didn't play in 2003 when he was drafted um, in the sixth round, because I'm pretty sure I said they were third in a sixth. So, um, but then he ended up getting traded and playing for the Cowboys. Kind of interesting there. 2004, the very next year, the Denver Broncos, they got in on the action. They drafted two quarterbacks, but what they did is they drafted them both in round seven, both quarterbacks in round seven. And they were, I got to make sure I get that right here. Okay. Matt Mock, and Bradley Van Pelt, both drafted in the seventh round. And guess what? Both made the roster, 
but neither of them appeared in, in, um, in a game as a rookie. So, but they both made the roster and, and everything with Denver as rookies. That's seventh round picks. Interesting. Now we're on to 2006. This is the one that you have to decide whether or not it counts or not. Uh, I'm probably going to say no, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. But uh, when, when this came down, that in 2006, it was the New York Jets spent a second round pick on, on Callan Clemens um, as a quarterback and a fourth round pick on Brad Smith, who was a quarterback, but was I'm pretty sure it was Missouri. I didn't write that down, but I'm pretty sure it was out of Missouri. But he became a wide receiver right away. And he made the team and started several games at wide receiver as a rookie. So that's just what it is. I don't know that I'd count that one um, because I don't think he was drafted at all with any intent of being a quarterback. He just showed up on the list. But I thought I'd let you make that decision. Then in 2008, the Green Bay Packers. They got in on the action in round two and round seven. So notice a lot of these were you know, higher picks, lower picks. This is going to sound an awful lot like the whole Tim Rattay scenario. Because in 2008, the Green Bay Packers drafted Brian Brom in the second round and Matt Flynn in the seventh round. Now, you've probably heard Jeff Hartman talk about Matt Flynn if you listen to Let's Ride. Because he's one of his all-time you know, like salary heroes that that guy cashed in and made a whole lot of money um, without ever really having to, or being able to do much in, in the NFL. He, he was one of Jeff's salary heroes because man, he got paid a whole lot of money when he went to Seattle and then Russell Wilson won the job. Um, but let's get back to green Bay. Cause this was green Bay in, in 2008 and both of them made the roster. But Flynn was the backup, and Brom was the third string guy. Very interesting that that the seventh rounder out outdid the, the second rounder as rookies. We're, we're getting there. We only got three left. Two thousand ten. You know, I told you two teams were going to be doubled up, and we haven't done it yet. Here's one of them that doubled up. Carolina. This was the second time they appeared on this list in two thousand ten. They drafted two quarterbacks. They were in round two and round six. They drafted Jimmy Clausen in round two and Tony Pike in round six. Okay. Clemens, or I say Clemens, sorry. Clausen, I couldn't read my own writing, started. Okay. Pike made the team and, and, and he played one. I think he appeared in one game. Um, so he, he made the team as well. So both of them made it. Okay. But, um, but but Jimmy Clausen was the, was actually the starter for the season. Don't know how many games he started, but he was considered the season starter. All right, 2012. This is the last year that this happened at all since the Steelers took two quarterbacks in the draft. And it happened twice. It happened with two teams. I'm going to do the one that's the repeat that's probably the most famous one. And that is Washington. They took a quarterback in the first round. And they took a quarterback in the fourth round. They took the second overall pick, traded away. Basically, they traded away a lot with the Rams to go into pick two to get Robert Griffin III, RG3. And he came in and he was having a phenomenal rookie season and, and everything. And then he got injured. And then he came back too soon. And he really struggled with the rest of his career. And I think it was for those reasons. Um, but remember, it seems like... Ownership wanted Griffin. It was back when Mike Shanahan was the coach, and it seemed like they had an eye on somebody else. And in the fourth round, they took Kirk Cousins out of Michigan State. 
And as you know, Robert Griffin III has been out of the league for quite some time. He was a backup for a while, even in Baltimore. Um, and Kirk Cousins is still going, playing playing with guaranteed contracts and things of that nature. Um, but he's with Minnesota after, I think, back-to-back franchise tags in Washington. Um, crazy that, uh, that that's how it worked out. So obviously they both made the team as rookies, um, and they both went on, and you know, Cousins has had the more successful NFL career. The last one I'm going to to cover is another first round and seventh round. And it was in 2012. And this was the Indianapolis Colts who had the first overall pick and took Andrew Luck. Okay. What people may or may not remember. I didn't remember this, but as soon as I saw, I'm like, oh, I remember. They took another quarterback and they took him as Mr. Irrelevant as them having the last pick in the NFL drafts. They bookended the entire draft with quarterbacks, and that was Chandler Harnish, okay? Um, Harnish made the team for a few weeks, ended up on the practice squad later in his rookie year, but he made the team as well. And, of course, Andrew Luck, we know that he went on to be the starter um, until any kind of injuries that that caused that to uh, uh, cut his career short. So – um, or with him choosing to retire early based on on injuries and whatnot. But there was a lot of these where both quarterbacks made it. A lot of times if you're taking two quarterbacks, it's because you have a spot for them. Now, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case with the Steelers. Wait a second. I said that wrong. I said that completely incorrectly. I don't necessarily think that has to be the case with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the way I want to say it. I don't think they that right now where we stand that – Chris Oladokun, who, by the way, was interviewed this week by our own Andrew Wilbar and Jeremy Betts. That is on our audio-only side. If you're hearing this podcast, you're very familiar with our audio-only podcast, I'm sure. I really hope you already caught that before you're listening to this. If not, you're allowed to cut this short and go listen to that one, um, that, that they have one of the Steelers draft picks that they interviewed. That that it, it, It's great. So, I still think there is a chance for Chris Oladokun to make this team, but I don't think he was drafted there basically already with him slotted into a spot where there where it might have been the case with a lot of these other times where players were were picked where they had two quarterbacks taken by the same team that they were really um re- really in a need there. I will tell you that I always have this philosophy of. I look at seventh round draft picks as basically undrafted free agents that the team doesn't want to fight over. I know Jeff has said this because I've said it to him. He likes it. So he also repeats it. Gives me credit for coming up with it. You know, it's not like he's still on my idea. He always says, you know, as Dave Schofield says. So I appreciate it when Jeff does that, that um, that's just kind of how I view them. And it made sense in this case, if they were going to want another quarterback to to draft it with your last draft pick rather than have to fight. Just like like last year when they went with a punter. If you knew you wanted to have a punter, why not just use your last draft pick on it rather than have to fight to, to sign them in, in free agency? Because maybe the other players that they could have taken there, maybe they got anyway in, in undirected free agency, but maybe they didn't. We don't know. But when it comes to a quarterback, it would be really tough for a quality quarterback to say, oh, Let's go to the team that just signed the biggest free agent quarterback on the market this year 
and took the only quarterback drafted in the first two rounds. Yeah, I want to go join that room. That's going to be a great opportunity. No, it, it's not. But at the same time, they now have to look at it. Chris Oladoku needs to look at it and say, hey, the Steelers cared enough to use a draft pick on me. So it means that they think enough of me that they want me here and that I'm going to have a legitimate shot to stick around with this team. That's what I think is the case there. So hadn't been 10 years. You know, or sorry, it has been 10 years. It had to happen in 10 years. There, I separated the two thoughts that I had that I incorrectly morphed into one to, to finally get it right. 10 years since a team has, has drafted two quarterbacks in the same draft. And like I said, only went back to 94 because before that there was more rounds. But I thought that was some some nice, good, fun information. I'm still looking for questions uh, next week. If, if nothing else, we'll dive into some of the colleges that the Steelers have drafted and, you know, had success there. Um, if you want to shoot me a question, you could, it's STLR super fan dad on Twitter. If you want to hit me on email, it's the same thing. STLR super fan dad at gmail.com. Uh, love looking up stats. This wasn't as much stats and numbers. Believe it or not, Jeff actually got into some numbers on let's ride Wednesday. Isn't that crazy? But this was breaking down some things. There was numbers with draft picks and things of that nature, but, uh, it was, you know, kind of the research into it, but a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed, really liked the information that I was able to find. That's why I love you all asking me questions. I don't think I would have thought to look at that, but I found some really great stuff having, having to take the time to, to dive into it. So keep those questions coming. Um, excited about the, the Steelers draft, excited to see what these players are going to do when they get on the field. I can now get excited because I know they're, the, they're with the Steelers. So that they, they say the name. I don't know much about them because I don't want to get too invested in in players that don't end up in Pittsburgh. And then I go to work to find out about them. And that's why I'm excited about these draft picks. So bring on the season. Still a long way to go, but we'll be here for you along the way. Make sure you listen to all of our podcasts. The I already you know plugged the interview that's out there. Great morning podcasts, great noon podcasts, great YouTube shows. If you're looking for it, We've got it for you. So make sure you check it out and also checking out the website. Lots of great film rooms and things of that nature. So much good information. If you're looking for it about the Steelers, it's right there behind the steel curtain.com. So once again, thanks for joining me. And as I always say to finish out, thanks for geeking out. With me. We'll see you. Next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.